Welcome to the Skillshot Pincast, episode 57. I'm Graham. I'm Kayla. And uh, today, well, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to preface it a little bit. Uh, I took a trip to the Midwest about a month ago um, to visit uh, my partner's family and go to a wedding of a friend of hers. And uh, anyway, she's from Fargo, North Dakota. So we spent like four or five days in Fargo and she alerted me to the existence of uh, a pinball uh place she knows your interests she knows my interests and uh so you know we tried looking it up and it turned out to be a private uh club so we couldn't just show up and uh (laughs) and and you know have fun but we I, i sent them an email just to see if they'd be willing to show off the place and they they got back to me so uh anyway it was it's a really cool spot i i don't want to go too far into it because we're about to connect with uh one of the guys of fargo pinball here in a moment uh but yeah it was really rad and i wanted to share it with you kayla and share it with our listeners as well excited to find out more about this all right cool well i'm just gonna tell them to call us call in now and it's gonna be bill is that right yes we'll be speaking with bill (laughs) where's that take five cut (laughs) (laughs) take five song are you talking about the dave brubeck song i feel like a lot of people have done take five but i'm not sure who originally wrote it let's just make sure that you're talking about yeah this just a little filler (laughs) music while we wait yeah why not because you want to take five absolutely hmm this is very pleasant Mm -hmm. good call no problem. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't make any money off of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think I think you have to like do a parody or critique something to be able to use it for free. Okay. Oh. Nice. We'll critique it at the end of the episode then. <laughs> like... Here we, we go. go. Hey guys. At this point of the episode, we welcomed Bill and Emily Brooks, who along with Bill's brother Jim run Fargo Pinball. But I was a dummy and we had some audio errors, so the first eight minutes of our conversation are gone. I'll give you a few seconds here to imagine how that part went. Okay, back to the episode. Here's the rest of the conversation. Um, so I saw on your website, too, that you only are interested in buying games released after 1988. Uh, is there a reason for that particular, or you just kind of want to keep it from like late eighties um, current? But it, it, it was basically because I I can work on post eighty eight games. Mm-hmm. If I feel like maintenance is a lot, uh, it's a lot easier to work on, in sure. my opinion. Um, so the, the the you know the earlier we start going back, it seems like more things, uh, more gremlins at, at least yeah. seem to happen. <laughs> Which I got this like vector. I love vector, and it's doing great. Uh, it's already got a display that that it looks like it's starting to gas out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to looking at going switching that over to an LED. But yeah, that was and, and that's kind of the vintage like post '88 was like me and my brother's vintage. So it, it's interesting once you go from that collector to commercial mm-hmm. side of things. That's like that was like the ones we grew up with, absolutely loved. And so it's like, oh yeah, let's let's get those. But now now as we study our demographic, we understand that. You know, we got to get some of those early '80s ones in there because they are hot again, and they yeah. are a ton of fun and and hard too. My gosh, Vector kicks my butt every time. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm, that's that's my favorite genre right there is the the late '70s, early '80s valleys. Um, so I'm I'm thrilled to hear you guys picked up one of those. Um, so <clears throat> so you've got about 30 games now, and 22, 24 of them are pinball. 26, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, 26 okay. right now. Does that include the ones that are with the corporate lease program and at Section 9? No, thank you. How many? You know, this is <laughs> this is what happens in the machines. You forget exactly how many you have. I'm keeping track. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> as long as somebody is. She's in charge. I just I just fix pinball machines. That's all I do. No. Um, so they have four at Section 9, and then do you have two out on corporate lease right now? Yes, two on corporate lease, which is an awesome opportunity for any uh, anybody thinking of going with this model is, is getting businesses to put pinball machines in their break rooms and oh, wow. essentially run them. You're, we sign, we do a, a year contract uh, with them and then we switch out a game every quarter. So every three months they get to pick a 
a new game they want to have. Mm-hmm. And then they can keep, they can put it on a coin player, they can leave it on a pre-play, whatever they feel like. Um, but of course, you play differently when you got a coin on the line. Mm-hmm. So they, um, a lot of them just leave it on the, uh, leave it in like a quarter. And then that helps defer the, uh, the lease cost. So, For sure. So, and it's good. You should be on your feet because they say sitting is the new smoking, apparently. I think that's what I <laughs> Yeah. And I was in some, no, seriously, that was in one of these workplace health pamphlets. It's like, oh, you got to make sure you're on your feet and yeah. have a standing desk. <laughs> and all those things. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome for pinball, especially in the break room. You're on your, you're off your, uh, you're off your, uh, you're off your backside and hopefully making some, some good shots uh, mm-hmm. while you're on break. And eventually going back to work. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put that out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that that dovetails nicely in with the uh, the anytime fitness uh, for pinball uh, truck tank pitch there too, because yeah. you're getting people on their feet, mm-hmm. getting them on their feet, right. hand eye coordination. There's physics. <laughs> there's now uh, it'll uh, you'll lose weight playing pinball. Is <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I want to circle back to uh, you. You talked a little bit about um, you know the the. Uh, stringency of uh this i don't know if stringency is a word but uh the uh the strict uh uh liquor laws that you know make it so yeah as fun as barcades can be you know that does exclude a lot of people and you know this allows you to have have kids and and others come in but um also something that i i learned when i visited and i thought this was really cool um was it's uh fargo pinball is a big hit with uh uh aa as well because it gives them a kind of a a safe space for yes. for games otherwise like in seattle 95 percent of the the games we're playing are in bars so that would be pretty pretty tricky oh yeah yeah and we we know um we have a an a an aa group or we've been told we have an aa group that comes through but, you know we don't go around you know you don't ask to see their chip yeah yeah. yeah, you don't go around canvassing like, hey, how's it going? Um, but it, on the anonymous, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. You know, that, you know that we're going to drop an A and just go with no. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it, to have that uh, available for people who are recovering uh, and do need a, uh, a place that, that doesn't necessarily focus, uh, you know, as like the pinball is like the hook and the alcohol of the revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, we, don't, we don't do that. And that's, that's we. I mean, we we've we've really enjoyed it, and we've got nothing but positive feedback from people who want that um, that that environment to, to play pinball in. And so, yeah, it is it is great for uh, people who need a, a place to recover. But it's still, I, I tell you, every time I make a lock on Shadow, I get a rush because it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for so sure. It's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, safe uh, hobby uh, to have. I like to say. So, uh, what t- year did you guys open? Uh, we opened two years ago, okay. 2015. Uh, so, and was this the first time you started a business, or did you have any kind of experience with getting that off the ground? Okay, so my my wife, uh, my wife Emily, she's she's been running uh, a business for how many years now? About six years now, oh, wow. and so we had been through the whole process of getting insurance, getting my trade names registered, getting mm-hmm. all of my tax uh, registration with the state. And so it was great to have that as a background when Bill and Jim wanted to put this whole idea of starting Fargo Pinball together. And so it was nice that uh, I had done it recently and I could be a resource to them on what they needed to get hooked up with. Yeah, and she's been very, like, beyond supportive, which is huge, which I think was part of just getting pinball machines out of the basement, which is now a showing room. Mm-hmm. The business isn't taking over, <laughs> which is totally cool. I'm fine with that. And uh, and now that, but yeah, we uh, um, previously no, we my brother and I didn't have any small business how to start a business experience. But we were, like I said, we were very fortunate to to have Emily mm-hmm. uh, help us springboard off of and understand, you know, get a good lawyer, get a good an account, get a good accountant, uh, make sure you know uh, the licensing with the state you need to have, and all that fun. I jokingly say fun. Yeah, it's it's all the hoops you got to jump through to get to get going. Yeah, I felt like I gleaned from that you had gotten a good lawyer just from the verbiage on your website about like your code of conduct and like what you're not liable for and what um, people are accepting the terms of. So it reads really well. Yeah, that's 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 the way we keep the lawyers employed. Right. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they are definitely doing their job there. (laughs) 
know, you gotta eat. They got it. You know, they gotta eat, and then we've got right. a great lawyer. Awesome. <laughs> we we um, go through all the worst worst case scenarios. Because I mean, you know, you gotta. Uh, I always say, if you're prepared for the worst, you don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Boy Scouts motto right there. <laughs> so so how about uh, let's let's walk through how how you got into pinball. I mean. How how you and your brother and Emily, uh, how all all three of you, uh, where your pinball aha moments were, and when that led up, like how uh, let's you know what let's do it backwards actually. So when did you <laughs> when did you start Fargo Pinball? How long ago? Two years ago. I Two think. years ago, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I just asked that. I'm sorry, <laughs> I got distracted. No, looking. December 2015. That's uh, that's when we officially opened the doors. I mean, we had started the summer of 2015 doing all the. Uh, uh, so yeah, so we can work backwards, and we can we can do a little back to the future action. Yeah, how many did uh, um, how many pinball games did you have before you opened it up? Like how how many had accumulated in said basement before? So uh, so I had ten, which um, in a small basement is a lot. Yeah, um, it's funny because you know there's collectors out there that are like, oh, I've got three hundred games, and you what? just shot. <laughs> yeah, where do you have three? I mean. My goodness, you have a hanger just somewhere right, that right. was. So I, yeah, I had ten, uh, and Jim, I, he had, I want to say he had nine machines off the top of my head, and then we actually. So there was another guy in town, his name Scott Nelson, and he had actually done Fargo uh, for a year uh, before we got involved with it, and he had. We ended up buying nineteen machines from him. Wow. Uh, he was running the same, he was in a different location, um, and was running the same model and was going great. Uh, the kicker was he didn't do, uh, he didn't do any of his own maintenance mm-hmm. and the closest tech that he would take his machines to, uh, was a four hour round trip drive. Oh, so every week and, you know, and pinball machines are, they're like, they're classic cars. So you, if you play them, you gotta, you gotta, you know, change yeah, the oil. And yeah. You gotta, you gotta keep them humming. So he was driving every weekend uh, machines for four hours and eventually just got burnt out. And we were able to come in and just say, Hey, we want to keep this going. And so we bought, uh, we, we bought almost all of his machines off of him. And then, yeah. And then before that, yeah, no, I, uh, let's see. Yeah. Going back in time. Okay. Can I tell a story of when Bill bought his first pinball oh, machine? Please. Oh, please. I'd love to hear that. That's perfect. <laughs> So Bill decided to refurbish Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man pinball. Mm-hmm. And he did the cabinetry artwork, the whole thing, and put a ton of work into this, spent months. I a year. Okay. It was a year of my life. a year. Oh, boy. So <laughs> he, it looks beautiful. It plays well. And he says, I'm never going to do that ever again. <laughs> and within a week, he had another machine coming to our house. Wow. He, he was stuck. It's a, I joke. I swear, Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man is everybody's gateway pinball because, like, you know, you always, I, I always seem to see them. They're always like, they, they look like they fell off a truck or got run over by a truck <laughs> one or two and a half times, and they're always so reasonably as a good, as a good one. Yeah, I bought it off. It was one of these like liquidation auction sites, and yeah, it was wrecked. And I spent a year restoring it. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with HSA pinball. They do play field restorations. I sent the play field off to there. Hmm. And I tell you, that is it. I, and it's funny. So I stole it. I mentioned Scott Nelson previously and I had sold it to him and he put it in the club and then we ended up getting it back again. Oh. So it, I, <laughs> yeah, it came back to me <laughs> and I swear it's nice. This most expensive <laughs> Pac-Man uh, out there, yeah, I, I I think that's everybody's first pinball experience when they restore one. Is they they spend way too much time and money learning uh, about the machine that uh, kind of got them going. But no, if if you want to go way back, I started. Um, so I grew up in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and they had this uh, restaurant slash sports bar called Joe Sensors down there, and they had a fun house. Which that game still to this day creeps me out, and it's so satisfying to just hmm. sh- shut Rudy up. Oh yeah. Which mm-hmm. I think that's I think that you know that's Pat Waller. I, I still think that's the best toy in pinball is Rudy because he interacts and, with yeah, you. That one that one hooked me. I mean that was it. I mean I had a lot of allergies and asthma growing up, so a lot of my friends would be out 
um, they'd be playing outside. I'd be in like Chuck E. Cheese or sports bars or restaurants and bowling alleys playing pinball. But Chucky, sure. or, uh, not Chucky, Rudy. <laughs> that, oh, God, that, that, that hooked me. That hooked me hard. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there, but Bill has a fear of um, of clowns. I do. And I think it's directly related to that machine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame I, you. I, it's I, creepy. Uh, he, he's so creepy. It's just, it's, and that's what makes that game so satisfying, is that he is so creepy. Just things of nightmares, and, and you're just so <laughs> punk when you're like, Hey, I just totally kicked your butt, and you can totally. You know, I don't know if this will help or hinder your chlorophobia, or I think that's what's called. But um, I once put googly eyes on Rudy, and it kind of helped out a lot. <laughs> so every time he'd open his eyes, it'd just go wonky on one side and wiggle a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to put like one googly eye on it. Yeah, because <laughs> then you can look at him and be like, "You're ridiculous." <laughs> You know, I may have to do that for Halloween because yeah. that sounds. <laughs> do you um do you ever have a uh, speaking of Halloween uh, club sanctioned ga- uh, gatherings like that, like your annual parties or anything like that for membership? So we do. So we, have a, um, we have a super league we run, and so we most of our gatherings are around. Um, like if we get a new game, or if we or tournaments are are the big gatherings. Mm-hmm. And we actually, we open the tournaments up to the public too, so we try to make it into a community. Oh, good. Uh, folks. We do charity events as our big gatherings. We just did one for the Ronald McDonald House here in Fargo uh, a couple weeks ago, and so we did a media blast, did some Facebook boosting of, of our event, and that was I don't know how many people came through, but it was a ton of people came through, and it was a ton of fun. So I mean, I like sanction events. Um, yeah, it's mainly been our tournaments, but uh, if we get a cool new game in, we may do a something a little launch party mm-hmm. cool yeah how many members do you have right now around we're up around 300, 350 oh my gosh that's great <laughs> cool and uh so and so that's just in two years or so so how many how many did you pick up in the first year and how many have been like repeaters or like, yeah uh, what's your retention rate and how how like what does the growth uh arc look like here so we get roughly two membership requests a week. Oh, great! So you know, it's about it's about a member and a half, which I know sounds weird, but it's it's about a member and a half a, a week is, is what we've been tracking. So um, some weeks it's more, and it, it, it's weather dependent too. So mm-hmm. we've grown. God, how many? Is, I don't even I'm trying to remember how many we like when we opened the doors. I wanted to say we had like maybe sixty to seventy members, something like that. And so we've grown to 350 roughly in yes. the two years. That's great. Cool. And so you've had two years, and you know you, you've got the 45 in the door, and then 20 every year after that. How's the retention rate? Like, did you have most people stick around then, or? Um... Yeah, we're, we're seeing about 75 percent, and that's where awesome. You know, we priced it to that. It's like, well, it's less than you know. If you skip a Starbucks a month, you can yeah. <laughs> um, come on in and and, and have that. And that, and that's part of it is is having that uh, idea that you have something vested in the club uh, as well, because it, it, it's your club and it's, you know, if you got relatives come to town, you want to be like, Hey, come check out my mm-hmm. pinball club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, you got, maybe you got in-laws you want to impress and you can be like, Hey, let's go to the club. And then they can come play pinball. <laughs> And uh, there, so you've got the games in there, your pinball games and, and a few others. Um, I, I remember that there was at least one other, I think a couple other machines in there. One of them was a very old uh, soda machine. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about that, because that was kind of an interesting story. Oh, that's a great story. So uh, to make a long, well, anyway, so it, that was, uh, um, I was in a fraternity uh, at the, univer- the beautiful University of North Dakota, um, and uh, and it was funny. I was the sober guy in the house. I didn't drink, and you know, so that was that was that was my pop machine that we had. Uh, it was it was the house's machine, and it sat in the laundry room. And of course, many years later, somehow a buddy of mine ended up with it because uh, and then the, he bought it, and then it it lived outside in a barn. <laughs> for a decade, I want to say. So that thing was literally living outside in the barn for a decade. And then we ended up getting it from him. Uh, Mike Poles was his name. He's been a huge supporter of the club. And we just tore into that, redid all the electrical, um, had it checked out. and closed down. Uh, yeah. 
compressor. The, yeah, the compressor. We we did a ton of work on it and and brought it back to life. It's a '77, uh, and that and I don't know. That's what I love doing is bringing these old, um, you know, I guess retro uh, machines, coin machines and stuff like that, back to life. And so yeah, it. Uh, we even wired it up to accept the credit card through uh, the payment oh, wow. app. <laughs> that we utilize. No, it's uh, it, and it's got that look, and we, and 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 so, you, we're trying to allow people to come in and relive their youth, and kind of adding those little touches of a, you know, a vintage, uh, vintage Coke machine, and then a vintage vending machine that uh, that just kind of adds to it. So yeah, that that was the vending machine here when they were here. I don't know. Would, uh, was the vending machine available when you were here? Uh, I. Don't recall if there was. A, I don't. I don't. I, I remember talking about the soda machine, but I don't. I don't recall the vending machine. Okay, so the vending machine must be new since you were here last. It's, it's relatively new, but they make such a cute couple. They're <laughs> vintage, and um, you know it's got the spiral to to deposit the snacks, and oh. <laughs> so it's it's a lot of fun. They just they are really cute together. <laughs> it screams like. It, it screams like 1988 airport where you want to like buy a candy and a, a soda next door to each other. It's just, I mean, and they they stocked it with funyuns at my request. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that I mean that part of it too. We and we keep the the cost very, I think like 50 cents for a can of pop, which is I don't know, it's tough to find that uh, anywhere nowadays. And that part of just having it as as a convenience for club members who uh, may want to have a, a snack or a soda. To, mm-hmm. Give them the uh, the energy to keep going to try to put Rudy to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and do you guys love the pay range app? Like there was a place in Seattle that was using that for a little while, and they're not using it anymore, mostly because they changed operators. But um, it was really convenient when I was at Olaf's. You just slide up on my phone, and there's credits on a machine. Love it, absolutely, absolutely love it. We put it on everything we could, yeah. so. Every pinball machine vector's got one, and that, that's a, a relatively old one. And yeah. they've been super easy to install. And the, the great thing too is, um, like, there's a there's a place in the city called, uh, they uh, it used to be called Eastside Pinball, now it's called Slingshots. And that's uh, Tony down there is how I found out about it. Um, they have it too. And the great thing is, so like, if you had, uh, if you're in Seattle and you were using pay range at a location, you could come to Fargo and use all any pay range credits you yeah, had. Yeah, totally carries over. Mm-hmm. As a parent, I love pay range because whatever cash or coins I have on hand, my kids are going to blow through super oh, yeah. fast. <laughs> and so having it on my phone makes it super easy to reload and get them going again. So mm-hmm. I love it. As an operator, segue, I love it for that exact same reason. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we're out of cash. Well, you can use your phone, you know. <laughs> going. No, it, we do. We can do rewards on it, too. So you play yeah. a game like seven times, you get a free vend on like anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I they, love that. Snacks and yeah. all that, too. So like if you played ACDC for seven times, you could go score yourself a Kit Kat or a Crunch Bar. Or oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> That's a great way to think about yeah. it. Yeah. That's... Instead of the tickets like Chuck E. Cheese, you have the uh, pay range incentive stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> hmm. So, so is there anybody else currently operating pinball machines in Fargo, or is it pretty much Section 9 and, and then stuff behind doors? So yeah, no, uh, there. So he, what's interesting is that there. I think there's one other operator in town. Okay. And I, the machines they had, if I remember correctly, were at two bars, um, and that was they had some at the airport and they disappeared because uh, we'd, we'd actually try to sneak up to the airport and park mm-hmm. in short-term parking places. They used to have some at the Minneapolis but, airport and they were such garbage. Man. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that, that's part of it too. I mean. Um, I always thank the operators because without operators, we wouldn't mm-hmm. we wouldn't have the machines. So we're thankful that we've had them. But yeah, unfortunately, they were in the bars. And like I said before, um, I I couldn't introduce my kids to uh, yeah. football in the bar. Yeah, yeah. But what so since the two years that we've been uh, open now, we've seen a pinball machine at two family entertainment centers in town here. Oh, one's great. Called Stations and one's called Thunder Road. Um, one of them has a Walking Dead, and the other one has uh, a Star Wars Pro. 
show, which I'm, you know, people are like, oh, hey, they got pinball. I'm like, no, this is great. Yeah. Please, I want to see this because, like I said, the more families and kids who are playing it, the more pinball machines they're going to look for. And then, mm-hmm. then they can come check out, um, check out what we got. Become fun. a member of Fargo Pinball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, which show were you just at? The expo in Chicago. The Chicago expo. Okay. Where they revealed the new Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, that's right. Jersey Jack Pinball. Did you Did you get a chance to play that or? Jim did. I unfortunately uh, did not. The line was. Uh, oh yeah. I, I have yep. like weird phobia. I'm like I I don't know. I it's 2017. With, I'm like I just I don't know. Lines drive me mad. Oh yeah, and that's fine. I, I don't know why, but they uh, yeah they. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is, a, is an amazing looking machine, and they've really done uh, a fantastic job on that one. And it was exciting to see. I know you. It was really cool to hear about all the work that went into creating it. They had, um, what, who was the gentleman that was talking about it? Uh, Jersey Jack. Yes, but they had one of their oh, engineers. Yeah, one. Of, I I don't remember his name, but the engineer works on that. Both. All that was going into it. And so it was amazing to hear, you know, some of that background information. I mean, because we see the polished, finished product. Right. But I love when I can find out what went into making the machine. Mm -hmm. Did they have a lot of issues with the IP? Did they talk about that a lot? Oh, say again? Like, did they have any, like, real big issues with getting the intellectual property from Disney then? Or... Because I know, like, with those bigger companies, they want the kerning of the lettering to be just so and the logo to be just so. No, I didn't. They didn't mention much of any licensing issues at okay, all. Okay, that's cool. So, this... I mean, that, which is awesome. I know that was a big issue with, with uh, Highway Pinball when they did Alien. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Their presentation, you know, they, I was at that presentation, I think, two years ago, and they were talking about all the things that had to go into licensing or even like dutch pinball and their licensing work with uh, like the big lebowski mm-hmm. which was there by the way which was mm-hmm. really cool to see and i'm glad to see yeah, that, that they're awesome. yeah uh, back up and, and starting to work uh, on getting games out uh, again which is awesome but yeah no we actually got invited to uh present at expo which was That's awesome. awesome so we did a, we did a story of Fargo pinball and, and emily was the the only uh, uh female speaker at Fargo Pinball, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, Rob Burke was through Fargo last summer uh-huh. and contacted Bill just by email, and Bill said, I know that name, I know that name. <laughs> and so he got super excited, and he said, do you know who this is? <laughs> Pinball Expo, Rob, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so he was excited, and we just had a lot of fun showing Rob around the club, and uh, he brought his son with, too. They were actually in town for a week-long fireworks expo in Fargo, huh. or actually in West Fargo. And uh, so that was really neat that they looked us up and took the time to come visit and see what we were all about. And totally. We were completely surprised that he asked us to come and speak at expo, and we were just thrilled. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and I'd imagine that you were one of the few female presenters of all of expo, and not just for Fargo pinball. But <laughs> She was the only one in the in the um, she was the only one listed in the program. Yeah, baffles, up, like, boggles my mind. <laughs> which is which is awesome, and we try to. Uh, um, I think it's important, especially yeah, uh, you know, for 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 women who grew up playing pinball as well to to get out there and mm-hmm. and, and come to some wonderful seminars and, and have an opportunity to play pinball. So that was. Um, I don't know. We were we were super honored to be there. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. And so. Bill and Jim had been to Pinball Expo before, but it was the first time I had ever been there. And I can't believe all of the kind of, you know, pinball royalty that we got to meet. And mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's getting a chance to talk to some of the artists because yeah. um, that's my passion too, is art and creating and the whole process behind it. And so that was really, really neat. And then also a chance to tour the Stern Pinball. Oh, nice. And see how they put everything together and mm-hmm. it was just amazing all of the the wiring that goes into it and they have a really full staff of employees and so that was really exciting to get a chance to be a part of uh, that magic too that's great yeah did you see anything in the behind the scenes stern pinball factory that it's coming up yeah. <laughs> got any hot scoops the tour that we were on was really, really neat because there was an older gentleman along 
and he had worked for Gottlieb and mm. he had managed it oh, wow. for many years. And along the tour, we came to this one part of the process and um, a gentleman started, you know, speaking about his area of expertise and he recognized the older gentleman and said, I've been wondering what you've been up to for the past oh. 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, they used to work together in Scotland and the guy... He, he was, uh, I think his name was George, and he was in, had to have been in like his upper 80s. Aww. He was the production manager of Gottlieb. And so it was just like this crazy, like pinball moment, I what guess you could say. Yeah. Like, well, well <laughs> and too, the pressure machine that they used. Yeah, they've got the, uh, this giant press um, that that uh, essentially dimples uh, the play field okay. to allow you to understand where every you know, post and everything needs to be. Sure. Uh, it was Gottlieb and Stern got it. And huh. they There's still have it. only two of them, I believe, in the whole world. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they were saying the price to remake one would be astronomical. Hmm. And so they used this one that was originally built in what was in 1941. Something like that. And it's still and going. gentleman from Gottlieb had used it for many years, and then he got to see it being used at Stern. Oh, that's, that's amazing. So cool. <laughs> So wow. I had a few questions about what it did, and this was before we found out his whole association. And so he started telling me kind of what it did. <laughs> and I was like, wow, he knows a lot right? <laughs> coming around. This is pretty neat. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, boy. It was, it was a really amazing moment, and I'm just so excited that we were in the tour group that it's got to be a part of that. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm sure the the excitement wasn't there for the prior, like anything after that. He's like, oh, yeah, there's George who I used to work with. You know, now we've reconnected. So, wow, you guys have had quite a little run here then. So I I know that uh, you you get a decent amount of uh, press there in the the Fargo area. But uh, so it it doesn't feel like kind of a – have you had other people – Otherwise, outside of, well, I guess us or the Chicago Expo uh, asking you, or are you kind of doing your national media tour right now? This is the, this is the start of our national media oh, that's tour. Great. I, mean, <laughs> I hope it's the start, the start of, of many. We just, we just roll right. No, it, it's funny. We've kind of taken a, um, we don't actually do a whole lot of outward marketing. Hmm. Um, we've always kind of had, and uh, we love it. And if, if we're invited to do something, we're, we're at, I mean, you know, the joke is put a quarter in me. I'll talk pinball all night. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, we, we kind of have maintained a sort of secret club mentality where we, we like the idea that people discover us mm-hmm. and have that aha moment where, um, you know, when you discover something you're passionate about wanting to share it with other people and be like, hey, you would not believe this place I found? It looked like it was a dentist office, but it ended up being a It was amazing. Oh, that's and awesome. Then they, and then they tip people. And that's literally how we've done the majority of our marketing. Word of mouth, yeah, old school. Word of mouth and then and then the charity event. Mm-hmm. That's the bulk of our, our marketing is Here's... doing press releases, especially for the charity events. And then we get discovered. And then, like I said, it's that... Um, it's that amazing moment when when people discovery. Mm-hmm. share it. But... Here's one thing I'll, I'll pitch to you guys real quick. Um, I run a women's pinball tournament in, in Seattle, and we had a Girl Scout troop come into our pinball museum. So that might be something oh. fun in the future. They got their I made little uh, buttons for them, and they got their little pinball badge so they could put in their sash. Awesome. Yeah. So the the owners just you know opened up a game and said, "Here's all the wires. You can see the underbelly of it." And then, you know, the kids could play for the next hour or so. But, yeah, that'd be fun so, to bring troops in. Our daughter just started Girl Scouts oh, perfect. this year, so we <laughs> sure have to do that. Yeah. Perfect. It's a great place to sell cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who can say no? Get that pay range on the Girl Scout oh, cookies. Oh, man. Synergy. <laughs> I love it. Oh, we got to do that. Can we do that? I don't know. There's gotta, I don't. I got to find out. What, can we put them in the vending machine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that sounds would, great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's... <laughs> I, I spend more money on the vending machine. I think I'm the number one. <laughs> so often fixing things that it. Well, we've kind of stocked it with our favorite candies and chips. Yeah, sure. that's true. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, well, how about 
any big plans in the in the future? What do you see on the horizon for Fargo Pinball? Well, hopefully, um, we'll continue to grow. You know, we'll continue to grow the membership, but we've always we've always talked about continuing to partner with other people in the community uh, to spread pinball out a little more. So we've got section nine right now, which is more on the north side of Fargo, and so we've been actively talking with people kind of on the west side of the metro uh, to see. You know, is there a possibility that we can get the machines over there? Um, you know, just to, you know, and our whole push is just to get them out there to get people playing again mm-hmm. and introducing them to their children and, and reliving, you know, those awesome days of, of the past when, you know, when you could go anywhere and find a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Nationally, uh, when we were at a convention, it was really cool to make some connections there and think of some of the possibilities that we would be able to work on with um, other organizations, too. What's the name of the charitable Project Pinball. Yeah, oh, yeah. Project Pinball. Mm-hmm. We had a great time talking with them, and we're trying to come up with some ideas, you know, how they're, they're based out of Florida, but how can we in Fargo help benefit what you're working towards? And, totally. Um, I know Bill has definitely had a passion to try to get some pinball machines to um, kids that are going through some health issues because mm-hmm. he was a child that had a lot of health issues with his asthma and allergies. And so he has a real passion for gaming for kids because mm-hmm. that's how he really got into it. And, um, you know, he <laughs> couldn't spend as much time outside as other kids because of his allergies. Mm-hmm. And so his mom would bring them to arcades, and that really developed his initial passion. And he'd like to be able to give back to other kids that uh, are going through, you know, health issues as well. Yeah, it's uh, and that's why, I, that's why when we were at Expo, um, I'm pushing for more, um, I don't know, you know, I don't remember the last, like, cartoonish, I don't know, family scene. I mean, dialed in is flipping amazing. I think mm-hmm. that's, like, the closest we've had. I think Shrek, maybe? Um, there's Shrek. a new Jetsons game. It's a little underwhelming yeah, for a player, but it is, like, a cartoon franchise, you know? Yes. So I, the, I've totally forgot, because was that... It's really kid friendly too. Yeah, it's yeah, spooky, spooky, but it's a it's a smaller run. Um, or is it American Pinball that put it out? No, it wasn't that. I they, think it's they spooky. Did a yeah, spooky did that. Yeah. In front spooky, of the show, John Chad did the art. Spooky in conjunction with, uh, I want to say, like the pinball company. Yeah, I think you're right I about wanna... that. But yeah, we yeah, have I, one I, on location I, here in Seattle, and it's it's fun. It's um, I mean, and for someone like myself who plays a lot of competitive pinball, there wasn't a lot pulling me back to that game. But it looks pretty. You know, it's very well made. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't been lucky enough. Spooky's in Wisconsin, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. I haven't had a lot of time to put a lot of time into their games. But no, I saw the Jetson, um, and I think, uh, you know, it, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't see one at, Ex- at Expo, so unfortunately, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to try it yet. But I, I mean, I, I pitched like, who, who are we talking to? We were talking to Zombie Yeti. Oh, great! Um, actually, yeah, that guy's awesome. We talked to him for forever. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We were joking about like a, a My Little Pony pinball machine. Yeah. <laughs> would, oh, my gosh. That would be just... Uh, our daughter would go nuts. Yes. <laughs> that's what we have to have happen in pinball mm-hmm. is we need those games like a, a My Little Pony or like a Lego, the Lego franchise. Oh, Lego oh, would be so good. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, no, there was that, uh, I don't know if you guys, the custom minion. They made oh, yeah. oh really? Made one and one off. It oh wow! Oh really? Huh. Yeah, there's a whole thread on Pinside, which, by the way, Pinside is fantastic. I love drama, so it's always <laughs> get out the popcorn. Yeah. That shit for me oh, sailed a long time ago, but <laughs> as long as you're you enjoying just, uh, it. Oh, you want a good read? Go read our uh, our Kickstarter thread on Pinside. That oh boy! <laughs> How many hours do I have to set aside? <laughs> oh god, it is uh, that. That was a lot of fun, but as no, the future I think is is, is partnering up with uh, to come back around uh, to the question is partnering up with uh, some more venues and then especially working with um, what can we do to work with the hospitals and the, and the children's centers we have mm-hmm. uh, in Margo here and reaching out to um, one of the things we've done is I know we we have access to the Red River Valley is a group that uh, helps people with uh, disabilities. And they're always looking for good controlled, uh, good uh, venues that are 
uh, controlled and are, are good, safe uh, environments for people with disabilities to come and play in. And so we have, uh, we have, uh, you know, we want to partner up with, with more organizations like that um, because it's a win-win. It gives, uh, it's a wonderful space for people to come play, in, play pinball in, and it gets pinball out there. And that's, uh, I think, that's the focus. Is for sure. What we want to do. That's a great future, plan. So. Oh and, man! You know, get, get the kid play. Get the kid playing. We yeah. need a Lego pinball. We need My Little Pony. We need what else is what else is hot right now? <laughs> even a Barbie pinball machine, I think, would be would be awesome. And and you could even do it. And I I was pitching it to Stern. I was saying you you know you could do it as a boutique run. We don't need a yeah, um, just like it, they uh, did with Wonelli. Juicy melon. Yeah, you right. Know, juicy melon. Maybe we'll try yeah. Barbie. That might be a an interesting one. Oh man, I uh, I didn't I clearly did not browse your website thoroughly enough before because I just saw for the first time that you have a Fargo pinball hockey jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And bestseller I, it says there too. Yeah, and I I think I know what I'm getting Jessica for Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, hopefully so, she doesn't listen are... to this episode. <laughs> oh, don't worry, she won't. <laughs> <laughs> When we were at convention, um, one of, oh, I'm sorry, at Expo, um, <laughs> one of the sellers that does a bunch of really fun pinball t-shirts. Double, uh, double Danger pinball. Oh, yeah, they're great, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. They were part of our Kickstarter campaign, and their swag that they chose was the hockey jersey. And so we were super surprised. He's, you know, on our founding wall and everything, but then we saw him at Expo, and I was wearing the shirt, and he said, hey, I have one of those. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no way. That's so cool. Oh, great. I don't know. He's never been to Fargo before, has he? No. no it's, not, it's not a hot travel destination. We hope to change that. You can come get your uh, picture. Did, did you guys go to the visitor center and get your picture with the uh, the wood chipper by chance? I did not. I didn't know. I, I did go to a, a museum over in Moorhead. Ah, uh, the the Yum Com. Oh yes, yes. yeah. The Viking ship. Yeah, the Viking ship, and uh, it was pretty cool actually. When when uh we were talking about the liquor laws in Fargo, it it uh, reminded me of that because they have a large exhibition right now about it's very interesting uh history uh in that area, especially between Fargo and Moorhead, the disparities. Oh, yes. Yeah, I found that really fascinating. Oh, is that the display on Prohibition near? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I I saw that as well, and it was fascinating. I mean, I just I didn't realize the whole history of you know how it affected our area. Yeah, but very yeah, cool. Next time, so <laughs> so it's the original wood chipper from the Fargo movie. Oh uh, yeah. Oh really? <laughs> so it's it's our quirky little, um, you know, it's our quirky little thing. So we've got our visitor center, and of course, and North Dakota tends to be. The last state people visit, especially when they're doing their 50 states. <laughs> right. We have our, you know, for people who it is their last state, they have custom certificates made for people that and they t-shirt. hand out a t shirt. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and then they can take their picture with the wood chipper from Fargo, and it's got a mannequin leg sticking out of it. And <laughs> yeah. And they have like, bomber hats that you can wear with it, too, so you get the full effect. Oh, very yeah, nice. I'm saying it out loud. I'm going, wow, that really sounds crazy. terrible. Right? <laughs> but when you've it's seen Fargo, of... yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, our, our community is really unique and artsy and kind of a little bit quirky and little goofy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we love our visitor center. Actually, we've worked with the visitor center to provide day passes too, and we oh, I've worked with them uh, with my business as well, and we've just had a ton of fun. But the slogan for Fargo is North of Normal. And, you know, that's just kind of... Because Normal, Illinois, right? Like, geographically still, too, right? Because is it North of Normal, Illinois? Is that where it comes from? Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Uh, I remember that one, too. I don't know. I... I wonder if they, they maybe they borrowed it and, and improved upon it. Yeah, right? <laughs> but you're yeah. also, yeah, you're just keeping things a little bit goofy. Yes. Well, and the, the, the crazy, and that's part of the thing about, like, for us and for pinball is that, like, anybody can love pinball. There's, mm-hmm. like, there's no pinball, like, I don't know, person. Right. I think everybody has an opportunity, like, and we, we've got all walks of life, which is awesome because when you come in, you can you can shoot the breeze about pinball with 
anybody and everybody. And so uh, the community has been like super supportive of that. And uh, we've been, and we've been very thankful to, to have a community that's been uh, as supportive as, as Fargo has been. And I should say Fargo West, Fargo Moorhead, uh, the overall Fargo Metro. Mm-hmm. So Don't it sounds like, <laughs> so it sounds like you guys haven't had any issues with uh, like, okay, so it's just a logistical question. So, when someone gets their membership, they have a key card access between 6 a.m. and midnight. Is that right? 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. We had it at midnight. We, we decided to have that little uh, extra okay. uh, evening. <laughs> we have some people that come off of shift work mm-hmm. uh, at midnight. And so that was, you know, they want to be able to come in and get oh, for sure. an hour for a shift. So then who turns the lights off at the end of the night? Or they just stay on all Oh, day? that's actually a good question that I know the answer to, but I'm going to let them <laughs> answer this. <laughs> oh, say again. Go ahead. Oh, they're wondering about the lights. Yeah, well, the, so yeah, the lights the lights automatically turn off uh, 15 minutes prior uh, to officially all the machines oh, showing. Good. The machines automatically, so um, getting, like, to get into the logistics of things. So we've got a couple power management uh, devices we use. We use power misers, which are essentially motion sensors tied to power strips. Uh, so the machines are literally off unless somebody is there, which is great. Oh, wow. It's, it's it's being green and saving on green at the same time, which is <laughs> awesome. And, and at night, um, we have – they're actually all on timers as well. So 1 o'clock rolls around, they they start shutting down. Hmm. And it, it's uh, it's not something that we can easily get in there and turn back on. But, you know, yeah, at, at, uh, at 12.45, the lights will automatically turn off to give people that 15-minute uh-huh. warning. Hey, the machines are turning off uh, in 15 minutes. So, yeah. you know, you may want to, if you're on Lord of the Rings, hopefully you're not on Get Ball to Valinor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I remember uh, when we were there with Jim, uh, we would be standing uh, talking on one end of the room for a little while and things would start shutting down on the wow. other end. <laughs> I don't understand how every arcade doesn't use this now. It's kind of brilliant. Like, especially, if okay, just say in the case that you have a break-in, motion sensors are going to trigger those games to turn off. Oh, that's true. That would true. scare the hell out of any thief, right? They'd be like, oh, someone's here. I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they would all, yeah, actually all the machines would come to life whenever mm-hmm. you walk in front of them. And especially, and we've transferred everything over to LEDs, which I cannot say enough yeah. for it. There's really no reason to use incandescence, I don't think. Like there's LEDs no. that that uh, mimic L- incandescence now anyway, so why not just use a light yeah, that's gonna last longer? Yeah, yeah. Even longer. the aesthetic argument has kind of fallen to it's the wayside. Done. Yes. Yeah, you can't. I mean, that was the thing I was gonna say. Well, some people like that retro look, but you can't. I mean, you can yeah. get it with the LEDs. Mm-hmm. And we say it cuts the power bill in half, which uh, is so important. Pin- yeah. It, it's huge. So we did that, um, and we we've transferred we've put in color DMDs on every single nice uh, just a little machine we can. That's um, really cool. Just because there's a high voltage associated with the plasma displays. Mm. So if we can eliminate that and go directly to just a, an LCD screen, mm-hmm. uh, that stays and helps as well. And, of course, the less heat you're producing uh, in the machine, the, the, the longer lifespan it should have. This is such a no-brainer. Like, okay, everyone in Seattle listening to this, Get on with that the motion sensor game shut off shut on thing like this sounds amazing. Yes, uh, we are we are officially putting our stamp of approval on the Fargo yeah. <laughs> pinball uh, method. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's great. You don't. I mean, if nobody's there, there's no point in in no. wasting that electricity. So, you know, if you even if you have a slow even if, even if you're in a, it's a barcade or a bar, I mean. Um, oh, what know, better way people, to get people to get out of there if you turn the games off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, sorry, they all turned them off, so mm-hmm. nothing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've got a, I've got a question before we um, uh, finish up here because I, I, I'm, I'm fixated on this. Uh, I, not to come back to this, but the hockey jersey. Um, how, how uh, it, I know it's a hockey jersey. So like a medium, is that kind of a largish medium because it's a jersey? Or what do you, what would you say? I'm trying oh, to... Yeah, it, so we, so, I wear the medium. Yeah, what we did is, uh, um, and this is, we decided we wanted to get official authentic uh-huh. Uh, hockey jerseys, and so we did. We ordered them out of Canada from a supplier that supplies <laughs> hockey teams with jerseys. Perfect. Um, which is great. Um, so if you're buying a replica jersey, it, it, it'll fit about the same. 
Uh, and the interesting thing is, that, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of extra room in there for all your pads. So they, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely a you know if you're a if you're a if you're a large uh, a medium uh, would be just fine. Huh? <laughs> Perfect. Really comfortable too if you eat uh, too many funyuns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All like right. Well, I'm I uh, I'm gonna double check on one of Jessica's jerseys here before I hit uh, order, but I've pulled my wallet out. <laughs> We should yeah, use that picture as the link to the podcast. Yeah. If that's okay with you, can we use the picture of the jersey for our, our link to this episode? Say again? Oh, is it all right with you if you use the picture on your website of the jersey as the link to this episode? Yeah, that's just fine. Oh, great. We've got, we've got the release from our photographer, which okay. is always important. Yes. If you ever have a time to take pictures, make sure you get the release. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, and that's part of the, I was saying, that's part of the business lessons we've we've got. We've learned a lot uh, doing this. Uh, and if anybody's ever thinking of doing it, the biggest piece of advice is pick a you know pick a number of machines you're going to buy and stick to it. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, we bought eleven machines the first year we were open. Oh man, which was oh god, we got sucked into the. If, mm-hmm. if they wanted it, they bought it. It was a, <laughs> it was terrible. I was just. It was, I, I've had some stern discussions with them. <laughs> yeah. Some stern discussions. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. Fantastic. No, we, Go ahead. Yeah. Stick, stick, stick to your number of machines you're going to buy. Do not deviate from that, no matter how long. <laughs> it's so hard no to see. No matter how you can get uh, Frank Thomas for uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah, easier so, said than done, right? Cause yeah, that, that one game pops up that you're like, "That's my holy grail." I gotta have, have to. a gotta have a one in one out. One policy. in one out, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. If you're gonna buy that one no. that you have to have, you got to get rid of something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. That's part of the uh, that's part of the collector to commercial transition. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell. To, and you have to look for the ones that just don't. I mean, our, we had a uh, road show that was. I mean, it's a great machine. I I, I love playing it. It did terrible, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one actually went off Canada, so mm. sometimes you got to make those, got to make those choices. Sent I'm to... pretty sure the film gym has some machines hidden over at Jim's house, but I don't know about. Right oh now, sure, <laughs> yeah, it's better for your stress <laughs> levels, you know. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I mean, I tell my boyfriend if he he can't have a drum set at the house, I can't have a pinball machine. That's that's just the way it is. <laughs> Boundaries. I like the fact that you assume that and are okay with that because I mean I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure of any other ones. Actually, no, we do have a couple floating around. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Uh, but I, so I guess I could get more of them. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, uh, before before we wrap up, do you have any any uh, plugs? Any anything you want to share here? Uh, if you're in, if you find yourself in beautiful Fargo, North Dakota, and you want to play pinball, uh, shoot us a message on Facebook. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, tell us that you heard us on the Skillshot podcast. We'd love to have you in and have you take a look. Yeah, and get a chance to meet you and, and chat a little bit and share our passion uh, for pinball and hear about yours. Yeah. And Graham and Kayla, I'm sad I didn't get to meet you while you were here. So you'll just have to come back. <laughs> oh, for sure. No worries. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I might be back there with Jessica sometime. We'll we'll drag Kayla out if yeah, that happens. Yeah, I haven't been to Fargo yet. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I will vouch for, for reaching out to them. They were very, everybody, uh, Bill and Jim were very responsive. Uh, Emily, you're a delight as well. Clearly, I, I, I give the full endorsement. Go to Fargo yeah. and visit Fargo Pinball. Yeah, if and, I ever get a chance to have a layover or a good reason to go out there, I just don't know anyone in Fargo besides you guys. I'll just have to come visit. There we go. <laughs> FargoPinball.com, too, if you're curious. Easy to find Easy. there. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. This was great. Yeah, I had a lot thank of fun. Thank you. If, yeah, we're... I love talking pinball. We love talking pinball. And so this opportunity has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, if you ever find your way out here in Seattle, too, it's a great place for a pinball vacation. Look us up. (laughs) Oh, I love the idea. Some place I haven't been but would love to go. Yeah, come in the summertime. It's nicer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Seattle route. Suppose I've been pushing our folks at the airport here. We're supposed to get a... uh, um, We had... Because we have a... uh, Mm. The second one just off campus is in Fargo. Uh, and so we've, we've been pushing for a Seattle route. Supposedly we're going to be getting one either from 
Delta or Alaska at some point. Oh, cool. So, Very it's nice. Like, a lot of Fargo, so that'd be, that'd be flipping fantastic. It mm-hmm. would be. Indeed. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I hope that happens sooner than later then. All right. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. You were delightful to talk to you. Oh, you're the like, you to talk to as well. Yes, take care. All right, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. That's All right. fun. Yeah. 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 We should do one quick wrap-up at the end, say that was so much fun. Like, here's our plugs. Skillshotpincast at gmail.com, blah, blah, blah. Because I think in the last couple, we haven't been doing that. Yes, I think you're right. In fact, why don't we do it right, right now? Right now? Yeah. So that was so much fun. What a nice group of people there. Yeah. Truly Midwest nice. Yeah. And uh, like, not that Minnesota nice. <laughs> not Minnesota nice. <laughs> Adjacent to Minnesota nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and they really were. Uh, I, I didn't meet Emily when I was there, but but Jim and Bill, who we were talking to Bill, Jim, you, I guess you'll have to meet when you yeah. go to Fargo. <laughs> um, they were very, very nice, very responsive, very excited to share with us. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't have asked for more. Um, you know, we had a good time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, again, FargoPinball.com. And uh, find them on Facebook and the website, blah, blah, blah. You can, sure also, you, can... you can also do that with us. Yeah. And real quick, I'm going to plug before we get off the oh, air please. here. Um, November 2nd is the four-year anniversary of Boobs and Pinland. Um, I've since kind of passed the torch to Maureen Hendricks, who's been doing a fantastic job. And um, so she's doing the four-year anniversary at a ball on November 2nd. Um, all female identifying people who would like to play a pinball tournament are welcome. And everyone's welcome, just not to participate all the time. <laughs> but yeah, come on out. should be a good time. Um, we also, a little bit later down the line here, it's, it's Skillshot's uh, 10th anniversary at yeah. large. And our 50th issue is dropping here in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, keep an eye out. Uh, we'll have a folding party. You can always uh, find out about that on Facebook, mm-hmm. where you can find us at Skillshot. Um, you can find the podcast on Facebook as well at Skillshot Pincast. Follow us on Twitter at Skillshot. <laughs> Online, skill-shot.com. Um, we've got, hey, we have that Skillshot app that is so it cool. It just got an update today, too. It did just mm-hmm. get an update today. Yeah, so it's thanks, perfect. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, thanks, and thank you, Will, as well. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, fully compatible with iOS 11 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, I- impress your friends. There's nothing like, uh, I-, I think I actually pulled out, I, I know I did, uh, pull <laughs> out uh, the app when I was in Fargo to show them, like, oh, oh this nice. is how much of a scene we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I yeah, showed it to uh, Dave from War on Drugs when we were hanging out with him the other oh, night, cool. too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and that's another great uh, little plug. We we just met up with uh, Dave, uh, the bass player, Dave Hartley, for uh, War on Drugs, uh, which is a great band. Uh, they were touring through Seattle last Last week, um, we w- did not have ideal recording situations, so uh, we mostly just hung out with him. But we're gonna do a follow. Was really fun. It was fantastic, yeah. and I almost preferred it because, frankly, that way we could just kind of know the guy exactly. Yeah. Uh, and his bandmate John, I believe his name was, joined us for a few games too. Yeah, so uh, they're they're wrapping up their tour in the next week or so, and we're gonna drop Dave a line here, and he'll be on a, a future episode. So uh, look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. Apple Podcasts now is a thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, wherever you can find us. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate and review us on uh, the iTunes podcast uh, Yeah, our review directory. section's got a lot of cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Dust them off. We'd love to get a couple five stars yeah. from y'all. They're not Please. here for Halloween, I'll tell you that. Yeah, really help. <laughs> it really helps us get listeners, too, if you're rating and reviewing and sharing your favorite episodes, for mm-hmm. example. Um, gosh. And I'd... maybe it's time for a throwback. Like, just go back to that one... For, from our first year that was maybe a little less polished but yeah you know, graham had some good jokes and insights in there just check that out again <laughs> yeah when when we were young and full of vim and vin- vinegar bushy tail there and... yeah <laughs> all that stuff v's and b's and mm-hmm. um yeah i think it, nothing else right oh i got i got something Ooh, what you got graham? uh this probably won't actually exist but it might so uh kayla last week i was uh going i was supposed to record a podcast for another oh, friend yeah yeah um um you, you know ben uh mm-hmm. and uh i don't mr gore yeah mr gore and uh i don't know if you've met my friend jason i don't uh, believe so jason but Frilo. i've heard stories yeah jason and ben started a uh a, a new preschool this year and mm-hmm. they've also uh got 
dialogues and whatnot uh, associated with that, the kids and race, uh, kids and race. Uh, so uh, they were supposed to have Nikita Oliver on to discuss yeah. uh, education and, and kids and race relations and whatnot. Uh, but unfortunately, there was a scheduling uh, error made. So uh, we didn't record that last week. But instead, because I had Jason here and I had Ben here. Yeah, you're all set up. Uh, yeah, we were like, let's uh, record on something. What are we going to record about? And we decided uh, to start a new podcast that may or may not ever see the light of day. <laughs> uh, but I hope it does. It's called Strictly Snick. And we just talk about Snick from Nickelodeon, <laughs> Saturday Night Nick. It was a oh, lot of fun. And, that's pretty uh, good. Yeah. So t- stay tuned for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. Oh, yes. It's coming. (laughs) Cool. Anything else? No, I think that's it for me. All right. Me too. All right. Cheers. Bye.